Table Talk is not your typical D&D TTRPG podcast. We are not here to run you through our whole campaign. We're here to talk about everything else in the space of Table Talk. I'm your host, Alejandra Wilhelm. And I'm also your host, Mariah Gresham. And we're your tabletop roleplay girlies. Alrighty, and we are live. Welcome back to another episode of Table Talk. We got just just your two favorite girlies. Again, no special guests this round, but probably for the best because I feel like we're going to get real into the shit. <laughs> I was just like randomly dancing. I don't know why because this is an auditory medium. And, and no one can see you. But it's cute. Which is good because it was just for Ollie, I guess. <laughs> just for my personal interest. Because we are in the same the same location. Yes. Um, so this uh, week's episode, as you could probably tell by the title, um, is going to be about Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate, um, Baldur's Gate 3, the the... To me, just the myth, the legend, the myth, the legend, the icon, (laughs) you know, we love to see it Um, just as a as a little bit of housekeeping. Obviously, um, if you are wary of spoilers, um, maybe skip this episode until you've had a chance to delve into Baldur's Gate yourself. We will try to be as good about not talking about like major plot stuff but although like yeah i've not finished the game yeah me... and i don't know that you have no. either because you've been shopping in Baldur's <laughs> and i'm about to go into Baldur's Gate and start my shopping yes free so for reference me and mariah both have only played up to act two um i'm technically in Baldur's gate but yeah i'm just i'm just purely concentrated on getting clothes before really delving into the, yeah, into so the shit. stuff to sell so anything after that you probably are good for spoilers but if you haven't even touched it and you care about spoilers just maybe you know come back to this episode at another time yeah i'll also like on the re-listen and stuff i'll kind of we can comb through and we can flag some specific spoilers and things yeah and give you little notes here and there yeah but to get into it um yeah so alder's gate Oh my fucking god! <laughs> as as just a game in general, but and also just in the way that it relates back to tabletop games, D and D. Yeah, how it's bringing. I mean, D and D in general has been getting put at the forefront media wise with the new D and D movie. Obviously, Stranger Things was kind of like the catalyst to that kind of yep. like becoming the, the more, OGL drama, the OGL drama, all that, and just like the rise of like Critical Role in nineteen twenty, exactly. Like all of these like mega strains, exactly. Um, but Baldur's Gate definitely has like taken a cake in the gaming world as far as, in my opinion, like absolutely. game it's, of the year. It's absolutely raised. Those standards. It's one of those, you know, like um, Zelda Breath of the Wild, but they're open, mm. like world format, like um, Elden Ring was with their mechanics and the visuals. And like, it's another one of those really uh, linchpin games mm-hmm. that is ra- raising the bar for the entire oh, industry. Yeah. The way they have all these other like AAA title companies yeah. sweating. Well, yeah, that's what you're talking about um, with like the new, like, the Dragon Age game that we've all been like waiting for for forever, and like they were supposed to put that out. I don't know, it was like twenty twenty four. Yeah, Dreadwolf. Yeah, but they've like delayed it again, and we suspect. Obviously, we don't know this for sure, but it's in some of like because of how many how how many like options and fully thought out paths are going to be accounted for in Baldur's Gate, where it's like 
you have to kind of do that now. Like maybe not to that exact degree. He's like, no, every game is not going to have that. But yeah, but I think especially because like, and uh, I am a a platinum level Dragon Age mm-hmm. fanatic. Yeah. Um, and they fall very in line with Fair their much. their formats as far as like Baldur's Gate and Dragon Age. It is that high fantasy RPG, romanceable companions, multiple dialogue choices, and multiple endings. Um, but Baldur's Gate definitely has gotten to a crazy level of, I mean, the the amount of different endings, the amount of different scenarios, the way they accounted for not just everything you could technically already mechanically do, but even for shit like people just getting creative with different solutions in the way that like you do in D&D. It's really interesting. It's insane to me. Yeah. How they manage to really just get all of it right, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I agree. And like the point of this whole episode, we immediately just dove in <laughs> to sort of talk about uh, Baldur's, playing Baldur's Gate and that experience, or just the experience of playing D&D at a table or yeah. online or like playing the actual tabletop or open game. And how how they differ how they're similar like and i agree that baldur's gate has made D a whole lot more accessible i think so yeah because you just sort of learn it by osmosis mm-hmm. um and like of course yeah if you if you've played D and you know this you're familiar with the spells and the combos and like different good like multi-classes and stuff yeah and yeah you you start off with like a little bit more information but you pick it up really quickly yeah and like even as someone that is familiar with D, like that that initial first jump into it it is such a weird feeling to know like i know mechanically what to do in D, but seeing it visualized for yeah. you um and having to like manage my action economy and actually like seeing you know, when I've used yes. my action, when I've used my bonus action and reactions and things yeah. like that, and actually seeing like a physical marker tell me like, hey, you've done this mm-hmm. um, and being able to like sift through my spells and sift through my things. And it is very interesting because I've played a lot of games where there's turn based combat. Yeah. And oftentimes turn based combat was just something that like I kind of had to dredge through. It's a little tedious. It's a, it's a bit tedious and I know like a lot of gaming companies often felt like people mm-hmm. didn't really enjoy that aspect of turn based of games if they had turn based combat and tried to veer away from it. Yeah. Well, there's combat in Dragon Age that is fun mm-hmm. in turn based but yeah, there were definitely times where yeah, it was a bit tedious or it's kind of like okay, I'm doing the same old thing that I always do. Like I play, I play mage, so it's like, all right, I'm gonna fireball these people and freeze these people, and like I come in and I stay blasting. Yeah, and, like and that's it's fun, but like with longer combats, it gets tedious. Yeah, I think. but Baldur's Gate, I think, did it so well in a sense of, in, I think it's because of the fact that we have so many like items that genuinely can be used in the moment. Yes. And so you're not limited just to your character abilities. Nope. You are it has that moment. And to me, it's that translation of like I see it in the video video game, but I also know it happens at the table. Oh yeah. Where 
you will pause combat or it's your turn and you are literally looking through your inventory as well as your party members inventory and you're like Like, what do i have what can i what can i use in this scenario to possibly like turn this around or get creative like let me tie a rope to this dart of flying and fucking (laughs) yeah and it's yeah like what where's that scroll that i know i have yeah some because like i think either was i will say Gail got on my nerves at first, but I've really, I've come around to Gail. Mm-hmm. First of all, I have, a whole, I have a very hard time being mean to any video game characters. Like, Ollie and I have a dark urge sort of play through with the two of us uh-huh. where, like, I am, I'm the dark urge character that's supposed to be leaning into it. And then Ollie's character is also just, like, a chaos a goblin. Scary, I'm like, I support like, women's rights and their wrongs. Right. Scary yeah. mommy gremlin druid. Uh, but Ale has to hold me at metaphorical gunpoint to actually pick, like, the mean choices. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know this is supposed to be an evil playthrough, but what if we save this child? And you're like, no, that child has to die. That for thematic <laughs> If we're committing <laughs> to pure evil run, yeah, got to do it. But so, like, I felt a little guilty about the fact that I did not like Gale initially. But, like, now that I've seen more of edits of him, I'm like, okay, I can't, there's something here that I can work with. Yeah. And you and I have talked about this in the sense of like, I was guilty, I think, in the very beginning when I first started playing Baldur's Gate of judging all the characters, the companions at fixed value Mm -hmm. as they presented. Because I think a lot of video games in the past do that, where it's like what you see is what you get. You might eventually like get a little bit deeper in the story, but they did it to a degree of nuance and complexity yeah that is crazy to me and it's like wild. they really are fully fleshed out people yeah and they have very very oftentimes traumatic histories yeah and they really connected i'd be so interested to know if they actually like talk to psychologists and like all that stuff and like really kind of delve deep into that of like how those traumas manifest into characteristics i feel like they probably did or it's like there's things that i think with i mean i say this because i know i use in my writing and like my academic background is in psychology and communication and it definitely my knowledge of that and how trauma forms and how we respond to trauma and how we process that healthily and unhealthily affects people's actions and the way they move through the world and so i i'm sure the writers took that into account if they didn't actually consult someone because yeah. from what i've seen like a lot of the character like astarian is a, a prime example a prime example of like a character that has a lot of trauma around like consent and like all sorts of things but it's presented in a way that's not like fetishized or made a joke of or anything of like it's really a very realistic and heart heartfelt portrayal of that and it's relatable to people who have had that experience or like it feel it feels real yeah and And it feels very representative and respectful of like that experience yeah and i think they also did a really good way of like they really played with every side of the coin on this because like yes those aspects of historian and then but then also if you're like doing an evil run and you're trying to like play into it and let him go into his top like mm-hmm. toxic coping mechanisms and really he really go gets... full the other way mm. i i like the way that they do it because it does not feel rewarding no it feels i just see i don't know if i can do an evil sorry and playthrough because i don't know if i can deal with myself or him yeah it's, <laughs> it's hard but it's like they explored corners of 
the human experience mm-hmm. that I think a lot of other developers have never really been brave enough to do. Yes. Yeah. And I find that so interesting, but it's also look something that we oftentimes, at least in our games, we explore a lot, especially Absolutely. in like yeah. very role play heavy games. Mm-hmm. Me, me and my players specifically, like we, <laughs> you know, we, we all make a joke about like, I, y- there's always going to be an element of yourself that you are imposing upon your character for sure oftentimes we're putting our own traumas into our characters yeah and dnd can be kind of a healthy way to process that and feel like you're 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 putting your 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 life demons into an avatar essentially placing them in a scenario where they defeat them um or have to deal with them have to cope with them have to process them um but you're doing hopefully you're doing it in a safe space with people that you know you've thoroughly communicated that with for sure but i love those elements of like again it's that feeling of like these people that made this game knew what they were doing and they got it so right yes like i have no notes no complaints no yeah it would really be interesting to here for and maybe this is out there and i just haven't looked for it because arguably i have i haven't searched see this is the thing but like the writers and the developers and because i know like some of the cast like the that voice acting cast mm-hmm. had played dnd and some of them really hadn't before um but i wonder if like the people who like the nuts and bolts of the game how much experience they have because i know it had to be a lot and like what they brought in and like i would love to hear like almost like a how it's how it was made yeah sort of documentary on Baldur's Gate that would be really interesting to me because they got everything from the interpersonal stuff right to mechanically um the spells and like all the little nuances of you know like this is concentration this is that and whatever and this is distance and like mm-hmm. how they can affect each other how they can play off each other um you know even things like not spell related uh and finding creative solutions using whatever random items you have if you're gonna have carlac carry 15 ba- barrels into a fight and then chuck them at people yeah go with yeah. god <laughs> but it's so it's just so fascinating to me because like i when i was young always wanted the idea of like getting into video games as a career mm-hmm. and this game specifically i'm like this is it, it's like oh to be a writer on Baldur's Gate. Oh to be a writer on Baldur's Gate. Damn. And also, it's so interesting to me too that like um like a star. I remember not a star. Neil. Uh, was his last name? Was it New Newbin? Neil Newbin. I'm something. Um, but the guy who voice acts for sorry Neil. Sorry, Neil. Um, but the guy who voice acts for a star. I heard him talk about like on a panel. Where, you know, obviously they recorded a bunch of different lines. Yeah. And it's so interesting that some of those lines you will never hear unless you unlock a very specific scenario. Yeah. which Or do a very niche thing. For people who, like, I'm usually a completionist of video games. I've not been at all with this one because I'm like, I know I'm going to play it over and over. So all the very important plot things that I've just skipped or bumbled right on past... I'm like, mm, I bet that's for another play. For mm-hmm. Like, I definitely fully figured out that I'm completely messed up someone's quests. It could be a companion. And, like, they had to stay and go back and, like, tend to their trees <laughs> and stuff. But, like, that that's okay. Because um, I did not need to be tempted by Tal. I did not need to be tempted by Halsing. Because this playthrough is to romance a star and 
and try to make him be a decent being. Decent human. Yeah. So we, I can't have the distraction <laughs> of the giant, the ma- massive druid. Yeah, why Why did they draw him like that? Why is it like, was that big? Oh my it didn't need to be that big. God. Oh, yeah. The, the romances alone, that is like a whole other thing to talk about. Because me personally with video games, I f- I think I truly fell in love with video games when um obviously, as I mentioned, Dragon Age girly, mm-hmm. Mass Effect girly. And what I remember being so young and playing like I played other games and liked them and all that stuff, but those were the ones that I was that was my first fixation yeah really really good i really dug in there and i when i got fixated on the fact that like i had options and that Mm -hmm. like i love the idea of the things that i do in the previous game get imported to the next and can change the whole like you have a role in shaping the story yeah whereas like more like first person games where it's like you're there to experience the story that the developers have prepared for you which is awesome and cool and great but it's a different kind of enjoyment when you have a role in how the story turns out and like what you do or don't do has impact yeah and that got me so addicted especially with like dragon age origins um you have a different beginning of the game depending on the race and the class and even the gender yeah that you choose um so it's a whole different beginning Mm -hmm. to your to your experience and then Everything is shaped from there. Yeah. Um, the way people perceive your character is shaped from there and those choices. So I got so obsessed that I went through a period of time <laughs> in my youth in which I was playing that game over and over again. And I would literally run through the whole game, play it from dawn to dusk. I'd go to sleep, wake up, boot yeah. my computer back up and keep going. I got to the point yeah, where I was... Poor OG That's probably what... That little laptop chugged. That laptop, yeah. Chugged. Um, but I got to the point where I was finishing those games, like, in two to three days. Yeah, I can memorize. Because when I played Inquisition, I would be looking for something. And you would be three hours away, not even watching the screen. And you'd be like, oh, no, it's at, fucking 35 degrees north and 28 degrees <laughs> west up over the river and through the valley. Mm-hmm. Like, how? Like, thank you. I'm like, I recognize how? that tree anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. I've been looking. I was really at this for an hour. That's fine. Yeah um but yeah they they are they are the blood that flows through my veins at this point um and yeah i got to the point where i was finishing them in like three days max and then we just literally like skip the credits go back to the go back to character creation Mm -hmm. make the new i played through every combination yep possible um thank you next yeah thank you next and uh the the other thing that grabbed me so much was that this was like the first game I experienced where like there was romance. Yeah. And you could begin a relationship with your your companions. Uh, also the first time I was ever approached with the question of like, there's a female character that's hitting on me. Yeah. And I don't know what to do about that. And I'm not ready to to address what that means about me. That, yeah, it's also yeah. like that with how you have with Garrus, where it's like, the, I don't want to analyze what this what says this is about me as a me. person. Um, I remember because it was a it was a Liliana. Um, and they really love, Lili- love Liliana. Pour one out for Liliana. But in Origins, she's like very she's like a Gale. She approaches your character right right from yeah. the jump and is like hey good looking and i'm like Whoa. liliana would treat you right though she would she really would liliana is a spy mommy and she <laughs> love her yeah and i remember like lily i remember just like liliana wanted wanted to talk or something and eventually at some point like the light bulb went off and i was like oh she's hating like this is not a just like a girl's chat 
<laughs> this is not a little. <laughs> no, no. This is very much. She's hitting on she's me. Like, no, I'm trying to fuck you. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to fuck me. <laughs> that was me yeah. after the side rally and then we'll go back. But that was me after the goblin camp. Like, I messaged in our <laughs> server. Because I was just right after that, like, I talked to everyone after that first big battle. And, like, everyone literally was like, was like, so are you going to come to my bed tonight? And I'm like, I am, I am one simple, somewhere on the queer spectrum, mostly confused girly. Like, please don't, <laughs> please don't do this to me. And I had to reload it a couple times because this is, and this is where my initial frustration with Gail happened. Gail's like, oh, I want to, like, I just want to show you something. And I'm like, well, I guess what he wants to show me. A little me magic is, trick. Is, yeah, I guess it's his dick. Because apparently if you do that, they're always like, oh my god, like, you and Gail. And I'm like, I have literally already fucked Hysterian twice, and no one said anything about it. Except Withers? <laughs> Withers do be out here calling you on your name. Withers gives you, like, a weird sex talk that I didn't ask for. I remember they're, like, talking about, like, respecting people. And yeah, we just went off. He's like, so I've See, you've been having relations. Cavorting. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. Being a harlot. And then we'll we'll circle back to re-specking Astarian in the morning. Because I can't <laughs> deal with this now. I can't have this, the birds and the bees talk with a long, no. undead... <laughs> like Jesus. Okay. Demigod situation. But anyway, back to Liliana. <laughs> yeah. And... um yeah, and so, like, I remember starting to go through, like, the process of romancing uh, Zevron and Alistair and whatever. And, of course, you know, as I was playing multiple run-throughs, I'm like, oh, well, clearly I have to go experience every fucking yeah. romance humanly possible. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Like, <laughs> yeah, for real. Collect them. <laughs> um, but I got so addicted. And from then on, I was like, any RPG that had an element of romance, I would absorb mm-hmm. it into my soul. Yeah, um, and just then, trying to get that that hit. Yeah, that sweet, sweet serotonin boost. And, like, Mass Effect was just a rinse and repeat. I was like, this mm-hmm. is just Dragon Age, but in space. Dragon Age. Uh, <laughs> Cyberpunk space Dragon Cyberpunk Age. space Dragon Age. That's another um, one I need to get back in a Mass Effect. Oh, my God, it's so good. Um, but I will say that, like, since those two games, for the rest of time until literally now. It's not really. Nothing has ever hit the same as those and like the way Baldur's gate has reignited that fucking goblin within me because it's like it's a updated like 21st century version of that like those games came out in the century but that you know what i mean like it's it's with this tech it's with these processors and these graphics and this like reactivity and And also like they were like they're like We'll put it all out there. The raw, traumatic elements of of humanity and also full, horny sexy yeah. <laughs> with these NPCs. Like, usually you're like, because I know like we've talked about like with Garrus before where like, give, give us the romance, you cowards. Like, the fan fiction. Yeah, they're like rip. the most intimate thing that you're going to get as a headbutt. Yeah. Maybe a kiss in the next game that, if you're lucky. They have that one like salsa scene, which is real great. But like that's, yeah, but that's, that's not. the heart of the fandom. That's the spiciest we get. Yeah, but that's not the freaking like porn hub situation that happens yeah, with like, and in then Liara. It's, like, literally. And then in like Baldur's Gate, it's not even softcore porn at some point. I mean, you can check if you don't want nudity. Like I got that. Like you had to do it. My, my game did a little check in with me. Well, look like, check. Are you a little still, lines and veils, like, if Are you, you will. still good with nudity? Yeah. And I'm like, obviously you're like no i would like extra nudity actually Uh, on my order thank you i don't know if they just leave some clothes on there in those scenes (laughs) 
I have what, no idea. But I'm probably never going to find that out. <laughs> but yeah, there's some, some of those be on TikTok. And I'm like, well, this isn't a safe tag to look through. No, I'm like, public, I'm like, sometimes you're, I'm like, normally I have to go to like explicit sites for this, but you just out here, right here, right free. here in front of God and everyone. Feel free. Feel free. <laughs> but uh, for 59 million or whatever the cost yeah. is. Yeah. And I've had the thought of like, you know, thinking about myself as like a young teen playing Dragon Age and all or the things that awoke in me. And I'm like, oh, the teens of today. <laughs> Will be so much more advanced. Literally, like, right. Yeah, they really hadn't thought about that. They had no holds barred. I'm like, yeah, no. They they really go in on on all of it. I'm like, there is some alternate version of me who is like fucking 15 right now, and she's about to get that scene with the mind flare, and things are going to change for her for the rest of her life. That this how you the people who the soldiers who really went and dug out that spicy mind flare scene wore one out for them. Like they gave it to us for free. You know, good good for them for just putting that on their computer drive history for like the NSA got everyone to know about because <laughs> well, like how do you even get that? <laughs> I love it. I love every second of it. It's interesting though. I was like, this is a there's a lot of tentacle. There's much that ten- there's much, much time. There's, <laughs> there's <laughs> so much tentacle and not much time. That's a that's a shirt. Or uh, yeah, and like to to go back to what you mentioned about like the whole. I saw a thing that was just you know, you after that first goblin camp scene, and then like suddenly your entire camp is like eyeing you like a just a piece of meat. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, I mean, if you think about it, right? True. It's a bunch of hot adventures. Uh, yeah. On limited time they're right. like we could die tomorrow. tomorrow we could die in the next five minutes they're like half of us died an hour ago in that fight and yeah and had to be re- resurrected and had to have a little chat with withers to bring us back but yeah and i'm like yeah no shit it makes sense they <laughs> they're all like and i love the idea of how openly they are in the sense of like they're like if you reject them they're like fine i'm gonna go fuck will then <laughs> Yeah, can we talk about uh, what Lazelle says to you if you reject Lazelle? Uh, yeah, Lazelle. I'm not gonna say it on the show. I mean, I know we tag. I know we tag the explicit tag, but like, <laughs> I don't remember what she actually like full on says. But I know she's just like it's. Yeah, it's a full court press, which yeah. was more than I was ready for. Yeah, she's like, well, the approach in general is very aggressive. Yes, it's very much like. You literally still reek of blood and it makes me horny and I'm going to like fuck you against a wall or some shit. And then you reject her and she's like, all right, you're fucking lost. I'm going to go literally break Will's hips or something. (laughs) Those are horns you can grab on. Yeah. Those are handlebars. I'm going to be right back. And it's fucking hilarious to me. And like, oh, also another note, like as a poly girl, being given fucking actual poly options. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Like, them made it cracks me up so much that they fully made Halson like the the most poly man to ever Oh yeah, poly. he approaches you as the most like little wholesome nature boy. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm a freak. But he's also like, it's such a great example of like if someone's like, hey, how does healthy polyamory look? Get, show them that clip of Halson propositioning you and it like you if you're And you're partner. like, I have a partner. And then he's like, great. Go talk to them 
and like clear that like communicate fully like hopefully they'll have they'll approve and like maybe even join if they're into that and then you know like come back come back around and check in with me later yeah we're big chilling and i'm like that is like that's the representation the poly community needs because it gets so much flat for no reason absolutely and i love I love Halson so much, and I love Halson's one of my favorite. Babies. Oh my fucking god! Uh, I'm romancing Halson and Shadowheart in my next playthrough, and I'm very excited. Yeah, I love. Uh, I've heard the thing of like, uh, if you approach Shadowheart, she's like so approving, and she's like, "Girl, go fucking climb Mount Halson. I would yeah. too, goddamn." And I'm like, yeah. "That's my girl. That's like, my you, fucking girl." If you mess up Halson's quest, like I did, and he isn't part of your party, like after he leaves. Shadowheart's like, wow, it's sad to not have Halston as a traveling companion. I really enjoyed looking at him. And I'm like, same, girl. Yeah. Or like, same. I think he makes Carlyle nervous at one point and he says something and she's like, you uh, you like like bigger women? Like strong women? And he's like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm like, bro, Pat's housing around. God <laughs> damn. He's, he's, he's a choo-choo. He said choo-choo. He said, he saw this band of hot singles he said, come He said, in. I'm a humble caboose. Like, yeah. And he's like, I'm a giver. Listen, I'm here to please just about <laughs> everybody. Oh, my God. And it makes so much sense to you. He's like, girl, I've been around for 400 years. Yeah, it's like this hip, like old hippie, hot, giant. Free, free loving. He's Dad like, I'm just here to spread my fucking seed. Like what? Woodstock ass druid. This <laughs> With giant fucking bara titties and like buffed out arms the size of my head. And he's I'm like, like a foot and a half taller than everyone else. In the oh game. my it's god. Like, for what? Yeah. Like Carlax the barbarian and he's like twice Carlax whip. Yeah. And the way the people that make this game fucking feed you every second of the time that you're playing and they're like they're so self-aware and like how is it yeah people call me daddy house and i'm like damn it's just right there on the tin they just know yeah or is that clip where sarian's like i would hope to i would hope i would be the only evil power inside of you and i'm like sir we're it is oh it like there are times where i feel like look away from my spot it's 5 p.m at this camp like like four other human souls on the right like yeah i need you to simmer down oh i think one of my favorites is the uh the scene in the in the goblin camp with like the loviatar guy yeah he's great yeah and shadow hearts like would you have uh gotten with uh the the main character if you knew they were about this start and he's like well I had my fucking hopes. He's like, listen. <laughs> but like, it's good that it's confirmed now. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, Ep, like the 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 way I look at these characters and I'm like, that's just that's just my D&D party. That, that's just us when we sit they, down and play yeah. on a casual Saturday. They knew who they were marketing to. <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing with this fucking game. Oh, my God. It's so it's so good. But it's it's also it's so refreshing in general uh, to have that element of i don't i don't know it's just like they understood their audience yes very much so and yeah seeing that of like i would love to see like the market research they did and stuff like that of like <laughs> how many horny D players what, don't sit what down focus with? groups did y'all assemble um, <laughs> also what i wonder because like you said about like dragon age and mass effect um being having continuity between the games like I've never, I mean, this is Baldur's Gate 3, so I assume there was a 1 and a 2. I've never played. I've never touched it. Um, never I, known about I, it. I know nothing about them. But I wonder, especially with, like, 
how popular Baldur's Gate 3 is, if there will be continuity. Maybe. In the future games. I know that, I know that there is an element of continuity because I've done like little bits of, I've seen some stuff on TikTok of like the previous games and those previous games are old. So like, I don't think I'll ever even touch them, but um, I've seen stuff of Jahira in like the previous games and oh, like, interesting. Her, okay. a little bit of her lore and her story and like i think the previous game is literally playing through some of the stuff that she went through in her like before oh, that she references in Baldur's gate 3 i think minced is also in the previous games he's like someone they kind of pulled in over i think obviously like heather thorn i think the pre the in one of the previous games it is like the whole catherick thorn char shit and like, oh, Jahir, like that whole thing um so it would be interesting i like because i also liked how they did it with the dragon age devastated where they had that you could make the choices because that's what i did for like dragon age one yeah like, or the dragon, age, dragon age two yeah and so you could like make the plot decisions and go through and like basically build your own save file that way if you don't want to play through yeah because the game. especially for games like that like i i don't even under i don't even want to know how long Baldur's gate 3 has been in production I think it's like oh, seven years or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, and that is the hard part of like those games coming out so far between like Dragon Age all almost consistently has about 10 year gaps yeah. between them. And the um, tech comes like the tech and bounds. Yeah. And so the Dragon Age keep came out because people like they understood that Dragon Age Origins and even Dragon Age 2 were so outdated that a lot of people wouldn't really be interested in playing them and i never blame them anytime i try to indoctrinate someone yeah. into, the, into the games i'm like i will not blame you right if you do not want to play these like first two games yeah like if you weren't in already entrenched like when they yeah. kind of came out then it's like yeah and i like i will i will literally sit someone down for like a master class lore dump yeah. About the first two games so that they could... That's then, what you did with me. And you yeah. just walked me through the plot of those first two games. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, so that you can start the third. Because Dragon Age Inquisition keeps like a mother. It really does. Like, I, I have small gripes about like motion controls. Mm-hmm. But overall, like, it's a very good, yeah. solid game. And I think it's from like 2014 or something. Like. Yeah, something like... I think it, yeah, like, I think it came out whenever I got out of high school. Yeah. So yeah, probably like 2014, 2015, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but yeah, it's aged really, really well. Yeah. And like still keeps to this day, it's still very, very playable. Yeah. It's still um, super enjoyable. I played Inquisition like last year. But yeah, I wonder, I wonder if they'll do that with, I hope they keep making games because God, it's so good. I mean, I'm, sh- they're absolutely going to keep making games because they've made an absolute killing off of like uh, yeah. Baller So um i think johnny well, like our friend johnny from hockey xp like had teased like the next game like what if the next game is like a ravenloft situation and i'm like that, i would not that, that'd be great i would not openly just in front of god and everyone because really that would be cool. incredible you like work through the different dread domains oh, that'd be really really that cool. would feed my soul in so many good ways um but yeah i can't wait to see like what else they they do with the success of this game um another thing i like i really i really love about it is also just like taking it back to like how that translates to like real games that we play still mm-hmm. um it has given me such a good like visualization of because oftentimes like mechanics and the crunch and the and the whatever yeah. like that's not something that i engage with uh 
super well or it takes me a little bit. Yeah. Having Baldur's Gate almost as a tool to learn the yeah. mechanics of certain classes I've never played before. Oh, same. To like play test different. It's so helpful. And like test out different potential builds that you might want to do. Oh, yeah. And see how they run and all of that before you commit to something for like a table talking. Yeah. Or like understanding how certain spells works because you then casting, you're like, oh, I see what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and how to most effectively use them. And I'm like, oh, that's the that's the dangerous part about it because like one, I have that addictive personality where now I'm like, I think I got a hand on the game and I never I did not make it past act one for the first like few weeks I've had the game. Yeah, because have, I like, kept making new characters. I know. I've tried to like hold myself to finishing my first playthrough before I start another one. No, I kept making new fucking characters and I've got like all my playthroughs planned out as far as like these characters are gonna romance this character and they're gonna be yeah. this kind of playthrough. And wanting to play through like all the classes that I really want to mm-hmm. want to work through. Um, also, they made it so easy and accessible to just like at random points in the story. It's like I just want to try a whole new fucking thing. I'm just going to go talk to my buddy Withers and yeah, just I fully love, respect my entire I life. I, I love you. That's a thing I love in video games anyway. Um, and I love that you can do that in Baldur's Gate. And yeah, it's quite easy and like it just lets you go level by level and like re-level them up and. And it also makes it quite easy to, like, change things and, like, subclass features and stuff when you level up Mm -hmm. um, as well, which is nice. Yeah. So I'm just, I've I've just been fucking obsessed with just trying different, different class combinations and different things. And now, like, or, or even just (laughs) the, the idea of, like, now, I think now and forevermore, probably, unless it's, like, a race that's not offered. And even then, I could probably finesse it with mods and shit. Is just like every time we enter a new campaign, making that character in the character creator, yeah, and just, and just taking lots of pictures and be like, "This is my character," yeah, because um, it's uh, the character creation is so good, especially really when you good. have mods. Oh my god, yeah, the mods for like especially face shapes and stuff really really do a lot. It was it truly was made for for the girls and the gays because like one the aesthetics on point the clothes immaculate right like <laughs> the fact that you can toggle that whole like i want to be in my camp clothes but have my stats of my armor so i i don't ever have to deal with that shit of either a i have to suffer a lack of aesthetics for optimization right. yeah or i am wearing a cohesive outfit that looks good but it is not the most like, attractive no not it, it is the most attractive option but it's not the most optimal oh, out of yeah, the yeah. things i currently yeah. own um because i used to do that with like monster hunter a lot yeah and i'm like i will be dead in the ground before i shift my armor to you the next to get, level like, the until i've hunted set. that monster to extinction so that i have the full set yeah um because i cannot shift over and have like not a cohesive have a no yeah, i can't okay. do it i can't do it i refuse to do it this is a um a dress up simulator with extra steps and i recognize that yeah it's sims where you also like kill monsters yeah it is a dress up simulator and a dating sim combined into one and there just happens to be combat that i that i do in between yeah you have <laughs> to, to me, make your own clothes yeah and they're made from monster birds yeah so that's oh no i'm talking about baldur's gate oh yeah also that <laughs> baldur's gate full on like 
This is a little, also really like pop dress. Yeah, Baldur's Gate lets you dye your clothes. I'm like, I didn't do that for a while, but I've started playing around with it now because I've just been like, oh, I'm obsessed. Stashing my dye in my like potion pouch. Um, but that's been really fun. Yeah. I need to like actually dye some of my other companions. It is hard that like in you don't really get access to clothes until Act Three. Yeah. And then, like, there's some things that you can do. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Mathara, but I do got to kill you for that slutty little outfit. Yeah. That's my camp clothes. I got to have it. I'm so sorry. Um, and right now I'm walking through Baldur's Gate. And like like we mentioned, I'm literally just shopping in the mm-hmm. sense of, like, I'm going to every merchant that I can possibly get to, looking at their inventory, looking at what I can buy, and looking at, like, every chest and stuff. I went straight to Sherris's caress or whatever the fuck. And I was like, that's the brothel. I know the slutty clothes are in here. I gotta I gotta have Halsam with his titties out. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, it's it's my there. priority. I know that there's earthquakes happening. I gotta get Halsam's titties out. Yep. I'm gonna address those earthquakes at a later time. Yeah. <laughs> that's integral to the earthquake. Yeah. The stability of the earth. <laughs> the stability of Halsam's titties. Yep. He needs harnesses. The earth must see them. <laughs> the other thing that I am loving is obviously I spend a lot of time on TikTok both for this podcast and also because I'm addicted to it. Yeah, our personal enjoyment. <laughs> but I have loved the absolute flood of like women mm-hmm. being obsessed with the game. Obviously, yeah. because like the romance options that are offered, incredible. The, the characters, the characters, hot. incredible. Everybody's hot. Every, the, the joke of it's like a dating sim is true, but also like the romance dialogues and the stories so that good. is so incredibly good and has attracted so many like women and like queer folk. And it's very female gazy. Very female gazy, um, which is again refreshing. Um, and I love that surge of, of of women I've seen getting into it. Even people, even women that are like, I have never played a fucking video game in my life, like, I'm but I had to pick this up. I'm gonna download, but I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna put my poor computer to downloading this behemoth of yes. a file. <laughs> my little MacBook Air is gonna have to chug through. Yeah, it. takes up a third of my storage, <laughs> but like, we're gonna make it work. <laughs> Fuck that resume. I don't need her. You don't need her. We're gonna we're gonna factory reset this computer just yeah. so it can run this game. Yes. And delete my entire life off of it. But I love seeing that surge of like that influx of like the girls and the gays coming in uh to play this game. And then I've seen like it's just warmed my heart a little bit, like seeing women that are like, uh, oh, me and my my other friends are like making our tabs. And then we mm-hmm. have little backstories for our tabs and like yeah. are sharing what's happening with our tabs and da da da. And then at some point they're like, at, w- at what point are we do- are we just playing B&D? And, like, <laughs> like now. You were, and, that, and yeah. now you are. And like that, I love having seen, um, and obviously like we, we're a part of that like surge of, how D&D has shifted absolutely towards a more like female and queer predominant audience. Yeah. And female and queer inclusive yes. audience. And diverse as well. Yes. Um, and l- I love seeing how like things like the D&D movie or this game or, you know, everything else bringing new people into the, into the hobby mm-hmm. and having them realize like, oh, this is, I don't know, just getting more opportunities to share that. Yeah, and, like, realize the different things that 
D&D and TTRPGs can be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, yeah, like you can have ones that are like super combat heavy and like they're dungeon crawls and they're, you know, meat grinders and all that. But it can also be super story focused. Yes. And it's like there's a ton of different options. There's a ton of different ways to run them and they're all right. Like everything is good as long as it's what aligns with you and your players. And so it's been cool for people to see how big that world is. Because, like, you don't, like, I didn't really grasp that until I got into it. Mm-hmm. And I think you're probably similar. Yeah. Um, it's like you have an idea of, like, what D&D is. But then once you actually start experiencing the game and the world and consuming the content and watching the different, you know, Matt Mercers and Brennans and Abrias of the space... It running all of this these variety of games it opens it up a lot yeah and like yeah having that element of like it is what you want it to be it does it can be the game the the kind of game the kind of style of game that gives you the most reward um whether that be like rp or combat or what have you um but like I think it opens up so much more opportunity the more of a household name that is because like now yeah. it's not really viewed as like oh you play D&D it's yeah it's not like a I the feel stigma like, of it is is not really a thing anymore yeah. and I think because there's been forms of media that are more like the easily and, yeah, the yeah easily digestible for people to like mm-hmm. be like oh okay I think I kind of get it more rather than just the again, like when you try to explain D and D to somebody that's never played it, it's like so you sit at a table, yeah, that's us with a bunch of grown it. adults, yeah, and you pretend to be and you play pretend for several hours, and you have dives for some reason, and you do some simple math, yeah, that you're bad, very bad at, and it's so hard to explain why you're yeah. why it's so good until somebody sits at that table. And not only sits at that table and plays, but, like, have seen that little moment mm-hmm. when it clicks for them. Yeah. And they're, like, they are no longer just sitting at a table looking at a mini. And they're they're experiencing a mm-hmm. scene. Or they're, they're, they're really getting into the story. Like, they're feeling the emotions of that character. They're ex- yeah. experiencing that moment. Or, you know, feeling, like, the frustration or the happiness or like jubilation at things going well or like landing that attack that you stacked all your stuff on yeah that hail mary <laughs> and then it works and it's and how it's yeah it's got that element of like it's got that little element of gambling and you're just like yeah. oh like i really need this to work and it's it's addicting um but then also like i think one of my favorite things about it it is it's a space for you to flex that like imagination muscle that you lose as a child that you don't have many situations that you can really implement it in yeah except for really in my mind dnd yeah because like we both tell our jokes like we're both big maladaptive daydreaming girlies who can just sit on a couch like on a court swing in my case for hours on hours just listening to a specific playlist yep put on a playlist and just go into my mind palace. So deep in the mind palace that you, like, forget where you're at in the corporeal <laughs> world. Um, but that is, like, playing in D&D is, like, getting to do that with other people. Yeah. And, like, having other people controlling those NPCs, right, that mm-hmm. exist, like, in your in your maladaptive daydreams. And that that is an interesting difference, I think, from playing D&D at a table versus in Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. Because in Baldur's Gate, 
you're controlling everyone, which is cool and like interesting, good for like learning how different things work. But like it is all on you. And then when you're playing D&D, it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a collaborative storytelling. And, like, everybody's running their own gal and all binary pal. Yeah. And you're all working together. Yeah. And so that's a, that's an interesting difference, yeah. too, I think. In the sense of, like, yeah, like, sometimes I get frustrated if I'm Shadowheart and she fucking misses, like, her third guiding bolt. And I'm like, bitch, what the fuck Girl. are you doing? But it yeah. is it is still me controlling her. And I told her to do that attack or, or you know, you misuse your resources. Yeah. Uh, but that frustration, me. yeah, of like, uh, I always do the thing where it's always with Shadowheart, dude. Because <laughs> bless her, she like doesn't really have multi attack or anything. It's like she's like, it's fair. She's very good at what she does. But like a lot of the times, I would like get. I'm better at not doing it now because I figured out how to like correctly back out and like change my options. But like I would um, start to cast a spell, and I'm like, no, that's not what I want to do. So then I would push, like, the C button, which usually makes you kind of crouch down and hide. But that is an action. But that's an action. <laughs> so then, like, I've used her action, and I'm like, well, shit. The only thing she can do with her bonus action is, like, a like a healing word, a mass healing word, or, you know, a spiritual weapon, which I live and die by a spiritual weapon. My spiritual we- I did a boss fight last night, and my spiritual weapon... Puts in the, the Lord's like, work. Like, really did... That that simple mall spiritual soldier did a good bit of the damage <laughs> to that boss. He was just floating there, just whacking on his turn, and it's great. Like, um, hi, I'm the size of a toothpick compared to the fucking god of bones. Yeah, god, that boss. But I'm like, keep so chugging good. in the name of my mom. I know, it's always funny, like, when you miss, like, in any video game, like, Ellen Ring or or anything like when you're finding skeletons and you miss and i just like it's like ah, i just go through their ribs yeah that always makes me giggle <laughs> the skeletons in elden ring are a pain in the ass yeah they are those fuck those dungeons those like crypt dungeons <laughs> awful yeah i think also like Baldur's gate is one of those elements of like i i think it's one of the first times that whenever i get to a fight that i am probably outmatched in I get, like, excited for it. Yeah. And I think it's because of that element, like, again, taking it back to, like, earlier in the episode, that element of, like, you can get creative. For sure. And you have so much room to really do whatever the fuck you want. And so I get so addicted to that moment of, like, okay, there's this many enemies. I'm in a room. I have this much. And da-da-da. Yeah. And then I'm, like, looking through my inventory. I'm like, like I need back, to make back every... Back against the ropes. Yeah, like I need it's... to make every fucking turn count mm-hmm. and, and go for it. Um... And it's one of the few times that I can honestly say I've ever been, like, genuinely having so much fun Same. in the combat. As much fun in the combat as, as the, like, story, story element. element yeah, Whereas sure. other games, I've always been, like, I'm chugging, through that, I'm chugging through that combat just to get to the next cutscene. Yeah, like, I'll keep using the Elden Ring example. But, like, just exploring and, like, bebopping around on Torrent, like, exploring world. Like, that's cool. And you get in the mini combats. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. But... With a lot of times those harder combat things for me, because I'm admittedly not the best at video games. I had a very long period where I didn't play them. So didn't don't have, you know, just that ingrained dexterity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, it's just me throwing myself at the wall, like over and over and over and over. And I either do it until I get it or I get frustrated and I, you know, put it down. But with Baldur's Gate, so much of it is like outwitting the game. 
Yeah. And also so much of it is random because it's so fun to see like on either on different playthroughs or when you're playing like multiplayer or something like you can have a fight go really, really well and really clean one time. Mm -hmm. And then you can absolutely get Millie rocked. Yeah. The last the next time. And same same enemies like same party makeup but it's just like the order in which your initiative is can change the, or the whole thing can change it or like what those ai operated characters decide to do yeah or like the ai decides to have them do can drastically change it and so it's also that's so cool from a replayability standpoint because it's all because it like, always feels it, different it's a different it's never going to be exactly the same or and I love how they do this in the sense of like you could fully and again that it's a very D and D thing of you can talk your way out of combats. But yeah, like I have been I remade Val in Bald in Baldur's Gate and she's like my highest charisma character out of anybody. Um, but she really do just be talking her way mm -hmm. out of out of major boss like fights. Thirty charisma checks casually, like God's it's like it's nothing. Um, but somehow she is my highest charisma character and not a one. Not a single one of my companions. I'm in Act Three with this How bitch. That I don't know. Do you just not take enough long rests? No, girl. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, because like in our multiplayer where we play, like we, I've, I took a lot more long rests. She takes. Just my she takes. I take long rests literally every time that any one of my characters are like out low on spells or long. like rages. Yeah, because I'm just like, no, we're just mm -hmm. gonna take us uh, so I can be maxed out on my on my yeah. spells. Um, weird. And really weird. Yeah, she takes hella hella things and like. You know, I had the I think the character that I ran before her that I ended up deleting her safe because I wanted to do something different with that character. Um, you know, she had no problems like romantic Astarian and getting everybody to like bark up her tree. Yeah. Or whatever. But for some reason, Val could not like Astarian didn't like her. Shadowheart yeah. didn't like her. Carlag is like, I'm gonna go fuck somebody else in the camp. Well, she's and like, I'm like, like damn, I have a friend. And then it's yeah, like, and then Withers out. comes over and he's like, girl, you got no riz. And I'm like, can you <laughs> shut the fuck up? Like, you're a corpse. He's like, yeah, no. you're alone. And I'm like, God like, damn. So are you. Like, <laughs> calm down. Like, my only hope right now is the fact that Halson has, like, hinted at it and been like, yeah, I'm down. Uh, Halson just take, Halson's so respectful. You've really got, he'll yeah. just, he'll be saying some out-of-pocket shit to you. Yeah. That's, like, very subtly out-of-pocket. And then he'll just go on and be like, let's go into this fight. It's like cool. I need yeah. Um, I need a minute. But also, Halson's one that like you don't even get the option to ruin him until Act Three. Yeah. So it's and just also like you wild. got on that one brothel scene. You know, Starry and like gaslit you about yeah. like wanting. He's like, oh, I've, I've the drow was like, ooh, what her. if your little pale friend joined? I'm like, good luck with that. He doesn't want to fuck me. And then he's like, I've been trying to get this woman to bark up my tree the whole time, and she just hasn't bit the bit bit the bit the bait. And I looked at him like, you mother. Like Val and you, I'm Val like, and me both were like, like who? Who is me? What you're not gonna do? What you're not gonna do? Gaslight I have been himself. barking up your. You turned me down the first night. You told me no. Damn. At the goblin camp thing, because I was like, I literally beelined it to Asarian. Yeah. And he was like, Nah. <laughs> turned me down hard and has not had a single interesting so thing to say to me since. So bizarre. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I, I was joking about it. I was like, you know what? Fucking Val is just going to go fuck the Mind Flayer and literally take over the world out of, out of spite go for, for nobody else wanting to fuck her. Go for the her. world is going to end because of y'all. That's right. But then, yeah, like every other character I have. Oh, is the Mind Flayer like at the end? 
So it's mm-hmm. like a later. Okay. I didn't know if it was like one of the early mind flayers. And I was like, how did you? No, yeah. He's, uh, I think that it's like the big, that big stuff's going to happen in act three. Okay. I think I'm like closing in on it. Yeah. I've, I've not even got to act three. Yeah. We're going to have to go shopping tonight. I'm excited. Woo-hoo. I love it. Um, but yeah, uh, in summary, Baldur's Gate, 10 out of 10. It's very Such good. A great I, highly, time. I highly recommend it. It's good as a video game if you're curious. Because I like, also a lot of people's complaint or problem with like wanting to get into D and not doing it is because like they don't know how to find a group or they don't have or they don't have any friends that are interested in playing it or they don't know if it's something they would like to do and don't want to make like, a big upfront investment, right? And something that they're not even sure if they would enjoy. And so if you like video games anyway, especially like uh you know, turn-based combat and, like, role-playing story. Hey, I'm full, fully blanking on this ty- the type of game. So, and everyone at home is just screaming at me what the actual name of it is. Of games like Dragon Agent. Oh, like RPGs. It's just yeah. It's just you know, part of our brand name? I don't know why I thought it was something else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. My you are stunning. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> just beautiful wars were fought in your name girl um where was i going with that anyway um i'm leaving all of that in because <laughs> i must i simply must contractually uh, obligated if, to leave all my i'm contractually life. obligated to humiliate myself on my own <laughs> podcast um if you have been curious about D&D and you already like video games and RPGs, mm-hmm. like, that is a really great testing ground for it to see if it's actually something you would enjoy. 100%. And it's also a good way to, like, even start, because uh, oftentimes whenever people have approached me being like, oh, I want to play, but, like, I'm afraid I won't be good or, like, like I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the overwhelmed rules. Overwhelmed by the rules. It, it would be a good way to, gen- like, genuinely learn mechanically yeah. how it's meant to be played. Because you learn by osmosis. Yeah. But you hover over the items and the spells and read their you, description. You learn about action economy and like that like you can only do so many things per turn and that's really one of the main things that's you have to learn to and play. like if you do a dumb thing if you're like wow i, th- I threw that toy walk at somebody and it didn't go well that was that was my action so <laughs> now, when you're now you've level. been arrested <laughs> for assault <laughs> or it's like I, I set that spider loose and now there's a spider loose and i'm arachnophobic and i'm questioning <laughs> my choices that was me when i jumped down with the spiders in the goblin cat which your other moment was like when the birds swarm around you yeah so i have an irrational fear of large gatherings of birds not birds individually large gatherings of birds and yeah mariah's arachnophobic so i often see her cringe whenever there's a spider on screen yeah it's like like i don't hate spiders i really respect their role in the ecosystem my thing it's more of a like don't touch me and i won't touch you mm-hmm. and i also don't want the webs to touch me so like if in my, my rule i'm fine living in blissful ignorance anything above uh the six foot mark in my home is not my business yeah that's not for me to that's know not care my zip code. so if you want to be up there and just catch like flies and gnats and stuff go for it homie you just can't be on my kitchen counter. That's really all I ask. I'm happy to cohabitate and have some <laughs> roommates. But, like, have I had spiders descend from my ceiling and on my couch that I was sitting on, like, watching the Food Network? And then I, in college, and I had to matrix under that spider, which was, like, the most athletic thing I'd done in six months. Grab my phone and my keys and leave for three hours and then come back. And there was no spider. And I'm like, we're going to pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that bit where, because for me, it's, like, how they move. Mm-hmm. And, like, heh, when you're, like, talking to the spider, 
and she's like moving her little her little middle legs <laughs> and i'm just like oh god i hate it oh god i hate it no yeah i was in the shadow fell and there's like a a specific cursed dead bird on the ground and but if you go to luke because you're a fucking if, grandma yeah because i'm a goblin and i need to i need to i like, need to move the feather. one feather that's in the in the fucking bird um and i touch it and then suddenly you are swarmed by like 20 something fucking ravens yeah and, and you I, don't have a lot of health at that point because you've already gotten in like six different yeah fights. and i was i remember being i was on a call with a friend of mine and he was like <laughs> i the way i panicked yeah and, and he's like wait are you are you actually like is this actually affecting you in a real way i was yeah. like i'm going to throw like, this up. isn't a bit I'm going to throw up actively right now because my character, Val, was so surrounded by and birds, I couldn't see her. see her. That was what happened with Anya. Too. And that just gave me like, and I, and like, I immediately was like, I opened my inventory and I was like, oh, firewall? Literally friendly fire. Everybody's getting burned. Doesn't matter. We're killing all these birds in it's one fell soup. I don't give a fuck. Everybody's getting toasted today. Yeah, I had, I've never been so glad to have either like turn undead or destroy undead or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like, because I did have uh, Shadowheart as a cleric and then i play a paladin um i'm rocked after like strixhaven on and mm-hmm. also like i made her guardian after one of strixhaven on his love interests and that man could tell me to, too disrespectful. that man could tell me to jump off a cliff and <laughs> how far would you like me to jump out <laughs> which cliff literally like i had not been eating like consuming the little worms at all i had not been doing any of the like mind flayer shit and he's like you re- you really should consider and it and start popping them hoes like gummies truly yeah <laughs> Like M and M's, just like full snack. Uh, nom nom <laughs> Yeah, uh, we have problematic taste in men in fantasy, not in real life. Yeah, and thank God for that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that kind of sums up most of our it does. It does. <laughs> most of our ideas on Baldur's Gate. It's it's such a great tool. I highly recommend it. Anybody that hasn't played it please go do so um, especially if you're considering taking up the hobby or if you just want to get better at the hobby or you just are like this is my hyper fixation and 90 percent of my personality and i must Mm -hmm. consume all the content that exists around it do so that was not a statement made about myself i don't know what you're talking about it's both it's all of us (laughs) it's all of us thank you so much for joining us for this episode and we will see you next time bye table talk is a podcast brought to you by mythos media productions bringing you a new episode every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at TabletalkRPG, or check us out at our website, mythosmediaproductions.godaddysites.com. All business inquiries can reach out to us via email at info at mythosmediaproductions.com.